A New Zealand champion of flash fiction, Ultra Short Stories, has just published what's described as a hybrid of small fictions and poetry called The Other Side of Better. In Michelle Alvey's collection, a character called the Fuddy-Duddy Editor critiques the work and shares her advice on writing. The book's launch in Dunedin on Friday coincided with the official opening of 2021 National Flash Fiction Day celebrations around the country. It's the event's 10th anniversary. Michelle starts with one of her stories. Three houses. The first house I built was in the early 90s. Pre-internet software engineering firm. Boom, went our stocks. Father tissed his tongue, muttered things like House of Cards and Icarus. But I was pig-headed, grew the company fast and furiously, invested in shiny black next cubes, played Doom till 5 a.m. with Marty and Jeff. I secured bank loans and spoke at California conferences with Steve Jobs, got a sprawling cherry desk with a view of Boston's harbor. Then a cold wind blew in, huffed and puffed, and kaboom, went our stocks. The next house I built was in 1999, a bona fide urban walk-up love nest. Stan and I moved in together with three months within three months of meeting. Mother tissed her tongue, called it a house of fire. But I was pig-headed and didn't listen, and Stan was hot. Neighbors carrying groceries smiled at me in the stairwell. We drank wine and played chess at night, made love till dawn. And a cold northerly blew in. Her name was Ilsa. She huffed and puffed till he moved out. I licked my burnt ass but didn't call my mother for a month. Then I built my third house. Both parents tissed their tongues, but said little. It's smaller than the others, more modest than the first, more secure than the second, and it can stand up to the wind. So when the cold northerly huffed and puffed this time, I hoisted my sails and went with it. Michelle, I I believe I've asked you this before, but let's start with it anyway. What is it about the ultra-short form, this flash fiction, even flash poetry (laughs) that you have, your hybrid collection? What is it about being so succinct that appeals to you as a writer? Well, I really like the challenge that it puts to you because you have to have such a focus. I really like the way you can kind of hone in on one idea and then kind of explode that idea with how you situate the story on the page or the poem on the page. So it's sort of like burrowing down and then looking outwards. It's a little bit of both. By the time you come to write them, have you edited them in your head or are you a writer and you you put the words down and then particularly perhaps a flash fiction that has a, a word limit, you then hone and reduce and craft and reshape? I usually, I must say by now, I'm, I'm pretty good at knowing approximately how much a 300-word story or a 200-word story or even then a five or thousand words. I'm pretty good at knowing intuitively what that would feel like. So usually when I start a story, I have a pretty good idea of what kind of a story it will be. Occasionally, it expands outward so much that it turns into, in fact, a short story and not a flash fiction even. But I do edit. I mean, I, I edit as I go. I refine as I go. I really like that. And often I'll write a piece and then just keep coming back to it until I see the holes or see the connections and get it to a place where I feel like it's complete. Throughout this collection, we have interludes by the Fuddy Duddy editor. And in the acknowledgements, I see the Fuddy Duddy editor has been with you for about a decade. But what is their role in this collection? Well, I actually really um, have had a lot of fun with her. Uh, she she did come to me about 10 years ago uh, with a writing friend as well. And uh, we sort of had an ongoing joke. And 
What I really like about the Fuddy Duddy editor is she allows space for that voice that we all have, that voice inside ourselves, which casts doubt, which criticizes, which uh, questions everything you're doing on the page, but then ultimately also acknowledges things that uh, she thinks you're getting right. So it's that inner editor. And I also really like playing with that line between reality and uh, fiction. You know, the idea that some of Fuddy Duddy's experiences, they might well be mine as an editor. They might be my opinions where I think, oh, another love story, for example. But then, you know, you're compelled to have the conversation with that Fuddy Duddy editor. So I've had a lot of fun with her over the years. There's some pretty good advice, actually, when you've got the Fuddy Duddy editor weighs in. And these are the notes from her. It says, look, careful not to tell too much. There must always be a beginning, middle and an end, even if you pretend not to have one. Um, Dry our tears with humour, but not too much. And careful not to tell too much, even. So is this, I mean, it almost read like uh, writing class. Actually, and not surprising, it's a lot of advice I do give students in my writing classes. And it's, of course, the advice that I take myself. I mean, it's really important. I think that we're always checking in with ourselves about have you gone too far? How much do you put in? How much do you take out? And um, it was interesting when she first intrudes and she shows up after the first 10 stories, I had a lot of fun figuring out what would her comments be about those first stories. And so there's a bit of a layering going on there. You know, it's Of course, I think the stories stand, and I think they're the right first 10 stories in the collection, but then it's a way of pulling back and asking yourself, how do these first 10 stories stand on the page? And that's where she first comes in. So it is like advice that you could give to a writer working on her craft. In this 140 or so short stories, ultra short stories and poems, you know, you cover a lot of ground, but I I did see some themes. And there's there's a grandpa who features a lot, little story about Grandma putting Grandpa's chair out on the on the curb after his death was beautiful, actually. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, those I think those moments that are about those critical connections between people. We need both the close proximity and we need the space to digest those kinds of experiences, those life experiences. And that's another thing I really like about the short form. It allows you room to kind of look at those really important moments in life without over-analyzing or over-explaining, if that makes sense. It does. And and travel is another idea that's throughout the work. I mean, you've got some, some works rooted in Berlin, but I was really taken with the story North, and North then is peppered through the collection also. Yeah, that probably has a lot to do with my own peripatetic lifestyle because I arrived in New Zealand on a sailboat and I lived on my sailboat for about 20 years. So my orientation towards everything is via the ocean and then also about direction. It's always north, south, east or west for me. And that idea about the relationship between north and south for me is often very much about the hemispheres, about making my life in the southern hemisphere now, about everything being turned on its head, of course, And I think that's a typical experience for anyone who's come from Europe, England, North America, as many people in New Zealand have, of course. So we have in North um, this young woman who heads south. It's as simple as that, really. Leaves the family. North is where home is. North is where she'll always return to. Leaves the farm and heads south. I mean, do you still think northwards, Michelle, yourself? I must say no, not at all. And that 
think those stories were written quite a while ago, right in the time when I first was arriving and situating myself in New Zealand, in fact. So it's an interesting observation. I, I think my life is definitely grounded in New Zealand now, but I am still always thinking about those differences between the intentional directions that we take, both literal and metaphorical. There's a lot of love, a lot of love in here too, and a lot of these little mini love stories, you know, from the young through to older, and that's that's a mainstay of writers. But why do you enjoy writing these little love stories? Yeah, I guess because it is part of the human experience. You know, you have the pain and the break that love causes, but then you also have those moments where the connection, even if it's fleeting, really matters. And I think that's something I really like to write about in the small stories, the way the connection might be real, but it might also be a passing thing. So you really have to hold on to it when you have it. And, you know, that's probably part of my central philosophy as well. I, I very much live in the moment. I think the things that you're doing in the moment are the things you should be focused on. You need to be aware of the future and the past, of course, but everything is wrapped up in the now. You partially answered this before, actually, Michelle, because there are lots of um, lots of the works relating to the ocean. And you mentioned before that you came here on a ship, but it is a, it is a, a frequent visitor in your work, the place of the ocean and creatures within the ocean, especially whales. I think there are a lot of whales in this collection. Whales, whales are really important. Whales and elephants, those are the kind of two enormous creatures in our world that I find just so moving. And when you encounter either one of those, you can't help but just stop in your tracks because they are magical and they're so important to our earth. And um, having that firsthand experience, those up-close encounters with them has definitely influenced me. Grammar you play with also. I mean, you have some short pieces of fiction where the sentences themselves are very short, very very choppy, lots of full stops. And then you've got something like the model um, bakery, uh, which has not a single full stop in the whole page, you know, it's, and, and it flows as you read it. Uh, and, I mean, that's interesting too, your relationship with grammar. Yeah, I must say, thank you for noting that. It's quite funny, but I, I just love grammar. I love the structure of language. I know it's very strange to say, but I, for me, it has so much to do with the logical flow of a piece and how if you understand the grammar of something, I mean, that's the bones of it, and then you can break it all down. So that's why I really enjoy that. Again, that's the part where you can have a lot of uh, sense of play, a sense of experimentation, a sense of maybe guiding the reader with a, a pretty loose hand because you inherently understand how the piece works, even if it looks a little bit chaotic on the page. So I love that idea of structure and how you can understand structure and interpret it and then play with it. I feel like that sense of play is incredibly important in writing, and I, I really like that. The Other Side of Better is being launched on the same day as the uh, 2021 National Flash Fiction Day celebrations um, are beginning. And I thought, gosh, 10 years now of National Flash Fiction. I'm sure we did a story 10 years ago when it started. But do you think having National Flash Fiction Day has made a difference, has helped this form, this literary form that you love so much, really get a profile and a presence and more people trying it? Certainly over the last 10 years, the number and the quality of submissions that we see in that national competition uh, has really changed dramatically. I mean, we had excellent submissions in that first year, but now we see more and more people trying their hand. And we really want to encourage people to branch out and try the form. And we do see that 
you see novelists, you see poets, you see short story writers, you see memoirists, all kinds of people have um, been encouraged, I think, to try their hand at it. And uh, yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, 10 years later, we're seeing a lot of diversity in the form itself. The Other Side of Better by Michelle Elvey is published by Ad Hoc Fiction.